Go ahead, Ray. You! You worthless piece of slime! You ignorant, disgusting clown! Nothing but an unstable short chain molecule! It's the stuff. It's like pure concentrated evil. It's all flowing right to this spot. Material devolution has begun. It is episode 17 of the podcast, another beautiful Saturday afternoon in San Diego. How you doing, Mr. Walter? It is beautiful. I'm just getting over a little bit of a cold, so pardon my sniffles, everyone. But we got a good topic today, and it is another podcast. We had a little hiatus. Yeah, you know, uh, sometimes life gets in the way, trips, work, everything, things, business, yeah. things and stuff. Yeah. And uh, but we ended up uh, pulling it together, and uh, we got a topic today that doesn't involve murder or protests or bombings or shootings. So it's a little off of our normal topics, I guess. Lately, but hey, Lately. you know what? We like to we like to thump on hey, the, our, uh, on our, the strings. Our of last America. topic was about Burning Man, Matt. It's been so long, you forgot. We've gone positive, you know. That's we we, we, inter- we interviewed our friend Danksa. We did Burning Man Extraordinaire. We did. So check that one out. It's a really good insight into uh, the Burning Man festival. So this sure. week, yeah, let's uh, you know, in keeping with the lighter topics, let's say, you know, something interesting that we came across in the news recently was. The story about fantasy sports websites, DraftKings and FanDuel, getting shut down. And uh, they're getting shut down in New York, I guess, with the story. You can get more into the specifics, Matt. But it was really weird for me just because, you know, fantasy sports is something that's been around forever. But you never really thought of it as, like, gambling. But recently, because of these websites, it's now something that they're, like, asking Republican presidential candidates during the debates. And the candidates are like... Wait, why are we talking about this? <laughs> we're, talking about, we're talking about fantasy football? What's so interesting is, is that fantasy football, I mean, they have channels and actual shows dedicated to this. I mean, they have programming on ESPN strictly talking about who to bench and who to start and yada, yada, yada. And now all of a sudden it's getting banned in states. Like, are you? It seems a little bit so ingrained in the, in the culture of American sports these days. I mean, there's fantasy baseball, there's fantasy fishing there's fantasy tour de france there's fan i mean there's like fantasy for any single thing going on like i should start a fantasy league for like my work if people could <laughs> i mean by fantasy it's basically like a code word for like complicated mathematical gambling yeah because it's like instead of picking a team whatever sport it is you're picking a group of players and those players are given random qualitative values where you're designed to have very like misstacked teams where it's very difficult to have the right combination of team players to win. So you get tons of people plunging in entries to try to get this right sequence of numbers essentially ordered, right? It's almost like a lottery of sorts. Well, that's the that's the whole thing is that um, in Nevada they actually uh, had had deemed it as gambling um, or an, or an illegal lottery, basically. Is what they were saying because it's like a you know who do who do you assess in these uh, in, in, when you apply the law to it do you assess the skill of the uh, of the of the player of the person that's picking or the the actual manager of the team or do you assess the skill of the player uh, that's playing the game because then it's a game of chance because it's outside of your control about what their actions like or what happens and uh, and so they had to apply all these these different things and they actually determined them to be gambling. Um, under more of like a, a sports pool betting, like what you had just mentioned earlier. 
Yeah, I mean, I never played fantasy sports. Uh, the way I remember it going, though, because people were always asking me to join the fantasy football league. But the way I remember it was, it was always a pool amongst friends. Right. You know what I mean? It was like, you know, like eight to ten buddies, even less. You get together, everyone throws 50, 100 bucks. You have your league, you know, like the TV show or whatever. And it's basically a little gambling pool amongst friends. But what DraftKings and FanDuel have done is they've made a mainstream, commercialized, online casino version of that model. Because now you can have a group of friends to play with against every single day, against every single game and every single type of sport, right? Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, as long as there's something going on, it's basically that same model, but they can apply it daily, not, you, not in a league. You're not locked into a pool over, over a period of time. You're playing daily, and so you can and, – and apparently from what I've, what I've read is that you can enter into the same tournament multiple times, which really does stack decks. Well, but you know what I mean? It's like a lottery in that regard because – because you can buy as many lotteries as well, you want. Exactly. And they'll say, just like with this, they say it's skill because, you know, you determine the outcome. You pick your players. So right. you have an active role in choosing whether you win or lose. Well, you choose your lottery numbers. Yeah, that's very true. You know? Mm -hmm. You don't, like, have an active control in which balls get drawn just like you don't have an active control in what players put up what numbers in games. Right. You right. know? Just a, a random predictive model you're making. Well, apparently, like when when talking about sports pools, gambling, or games of chance, like wherever the skill, the burden of skill is placed, doesn't even matter in Nevada. So it's it's basically <coughs> says like it doesn't it doesn't really matter. So it, that's why it, they're like, okay, this is gambling. This, this what is truly separates like a game of skill between a game of chance? Like when I think of like games of skill, I think of anything where you can like actively influence it where it's going to consistently have favorable outcomes for yourself. Right. In that regard, sports gambling, if you know what you're doing, is a skill game because the best sports gamblers can win 60 to 70% of their bets. They're right. consistent making money. If you're playing darts, the best dart players, that's not luck, that's skill. Like That's something that they refined over time. So they're increasing the probability of a favorable outcome when they play against people who have less skill than them. Mm -hmm. It seems like with fantasy, the way they've designed it, like you said, there, there's very little skill involved when you have so many players who can make so many entries. I think I read a, uh, a news article that they did uh, some research and estimated that 90% of the money was being won by 1% of the players. Right, right, yeah. And I believe in the CNN Money article they alluded to that also, uh, the top 1%. Yeah, to date, our investigation has shown that the top 1% of DraftKings and FanDuel's winners receive the majority of the winning Shineman wrote. Yeah. So there there obviously is a, is a, is a formula to win this uh, and consistently win it over time. Now, is it the multiple entries? Is that it? Is, do you just, you know, you stack the odds in your favor to win by having 100 teams going at one time? Any, one anybody game? can win money. I mean, I, I know people, and I mean, I've got anecdotes of friends of friends who've won good money on fantasy sports because – you know, you, you can get lucky. It's like any type of gambling. Anybody who's played blackjack or craps enough has won. You know, you don't have to be lucky to win. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to win some of the time. It's what keeps you coming back. In the long run, you lose. That's the idea behind any gambling. In this case, the casinos no care about whether you win or lose. They just want the vig. They just want the cut. Right. They're taking a percentage. They're taking a, an entry fee. Right. So it's $20 entry. They take $2. 
they do that for a thousand people, they just made two thousand dollars. Well, I mean, isn't, isn't that tournament. part of it too? Is that you know, and, and it talks about it in this article how, um, you know, most traditional fantasy sports internet sites get their money um, from either the uh, administrative fees or advertising rather than profiting like solely and strictly, uh, you know, principally off the gambling. Now, DraftKings and FanDuel is a different model. So essentially they're the house in in this this thing. But how does that, that differ? I mean, most of the fantasy internet sites that I know are companies that have multiple revenue streams, usually media companies like ESPN, CBS, and NBC. So if you want a company that's going to cut. Well, you're only filling a need. You know what I mean? There's a reason DraftKings and FanDuel are super popular. That's why they're giving away, what, are they giving away a billion dollars this year or something? Wasn't that the the advertising? Guess what? The reason sports in America are so popular is gambling. Well, I mean... There's a reason football is the national sport. It's the easiest game to gamble on, you know, and it's the most predictive in that model. You know, it's not as easy to... You can't handicap baseball and basketball. I mean, people try it. It's very difficult. Football, it's crazy how accurate they are. They'll say it's going to be over under a 46, and it's going to be a three-point game, three and a half points, and, like, the last kick of the game covers the over by a point and beats the spread by half a point. How do they do this? They do it every time. They're so good at just figuring out how things are going to go down. So it's big, big money. It's either that or it's that suspicious holding call at the last minute. But since we all – yeah, that too. But (laughs) since we all know this is really going on, of course – all the sports companies, you know, all the, the big organizations, the NBA, the NFL, UFC, they want to bring draft. They all have DraftKings segments. They're all sponsored by DraftKings. They are. And they all have DraftKings segments. And the idea is if people can legally gamble, they've got even more reason to pay attention to you. They don't have to hide it. Right. You know what I mean? They can literally just be like, I want to gamble on this game, and now I can gamble about it, and then we're going to talk about gambling about it, and that's going to be – they love it. They're like, this is what we want. We want these people to not have to hide from it and make it easier for them. If it's easier for them to gamble and we make it more accessible and fun and normalized, then more people will come on board. Well, they also want it because it's a way for the organization to interact with their uh, customer. Now their customer is involved. Yeah, it, they're emotionally connected even more they're, so. They're financially just, invested. They're in. financially invested in the outcome. Yeah. And so, therefore, that's why you have NFL Red Zone. And that's why you have all this other these other things that come about. You know, it's funny because I was talking to my buddy today. I was on a bike ride earlier. And we were talking about uh, the fact that he was having problems uh, making a trade or, or doing something um, on his fantasy team uh, last week. And so he got to call the lady uh, who was the customer service. And the lady uh, picked up. And that's what she did all day was help grown men mess with their fantasy football teams online. So there's a whole business that's created out of all of these things. And everybody talks about jobs and economy and this, that, and the other. But then we start to curb these things that are filling a need, these companies that are filling a need and that people want. And you know what? If What's the difference if you go down to the gambling hall and you go spin the wheel of fortune and you put all of your freaking life savings on it or you're playing fantasy DraftKings, like, you know... Who, you can't you you stop one, but you can't stop. You don't want to stop the other. It doesn't make any sense. It's very interesting, Matt. Because let's take it a step further, right? I mean, <coughs> what if you just buy all your stock in IBM, right, or in a suitcase company? There you go. 
you know, or let's say you buy it in real estate. You say real estate's going to go up in North County, inland San Diego. Right. I'm going to buy a house in Oceanside, and it's going to triple in three years. Well, you're just making assumptions about the real estate market, but I mean that's a gamble of sorts. Exactly, you exactly. Know? And you and yeah, you Every, mentioned it before the show. We kind of touched on that, and I was like, wow, that's a really good. That's a really good point. Yeah, I mean, every type of business decision is some type of like economic gamble where you're making intuitions. And you know, and they're like. Uh, you know, I don't know if he's going to have a good game. You know, I know it's got some, some financial stuff going on. You know, wait until this blows up in three months. So it all becomes a question of, like, where do we place the qualitative moral when it's money earned and risked over a sport right? as opposed to, like, a company? Yeah. No, I mean, you hit the, you hit the nail on the head when you talked about that. You said you're, you're placing wagers, right? And you're paying a third party normally to do it. You're, yeah, you're pay, taking a cut. You're, you're paying a bookie, aka a stockbroker, right. a fixed amount, just like. And they don't care. They just take your bets and place them, and they take their cut, and they'll take your bets all day. Sounds like a big casino to me. Sounds like a big casino. You know, exactly. and that's what Wall Street really is. Of course, it is. You know, you and that's the like false concept is that you know, this wealth is being like artificially created. You know what I mean? They think it's being like created realistically, like. When a company is worth four billion dollars on Wall Street, it's actually made four billion dollars worth of actual product, you know, or proven revenues of that amount. It's a conceptual value. So everyone's just like predetermining this company might make this much money at some point. Well, They're so gambling on it. It's a game of chance. Yeah. Because here's the thing: is it your skill is picking who the which companies do better? Well, people could perform anyway. You don't know. Isn't that being you a stock? Isn't exactly that being a stock? The board isn't that being a stockbroker? Well, yeah, but that's what they do, right? So, I mean... Yeah. So there's actual legitimate people out there who do this for a living and place bets for you and we, that we don't even blink an eye about. So why do you think that it's like an issue at all for this type of thing, gambling? You know what we should do? We should just find a guy who can be our stockbroker for DraftKings. <laughs> and we'll pay that guy. Is that what you want to invest in, Matt? And forget about your 401k. You're going to go DraftKings with with the retirement plan. They're giving away a billion dollars. Hey, I don't know. I, I don't I, know about my 401k, I, but I don't think it's going to mature I, that I, fast. I, I hear FanDuel's doing d deposit bonuses. You might want to call them before you put 100 gers. <laughs> hey, fuck. You know, find that guy. You know, he's, he's probably taking a huge cut, though. You know? He's like, okay, I'll do it, but <laughs> you're, it's going to cost you because I'm good. I mean, I personally feel we should be you know, acknowledging the truth that everyone gambles and say, you know what, let's, instead of keeping it marginalized and underground, accept it for what it is, you know, institute some type of system that makes sense, tax it, regulate it, take the profits from it, invest it in infrastructure, all this normal things you should be doing because that money's just flowing to illegal sources without right. you. It's going to the casinos in Vegas specifically. And then it's going to all the underground bookies and the mafia. Right. The whole and idea all is that, type of thing is that the you know, like they're saying, oh, it's gambling, it's gambling. You're like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, you're right, it's gambling. And you know what? And I'm an adult, and I make money. And if I want to place money, and it and it makes me enjoy my life more, if it makes the things that I do or watching sports more exciting, to have a little bit of something going on in on it. I, so be it. Who are you to tell me it's not? And you and I both stream a lot of sports. When you're streaming. Stuff from the UK, 
how every commercial is a gambling site. Bet24.com. Unbelievable, yeah, right? Not, every single one. Yeah, every single one. And so can't you even bet on like the coin flip? Yeah, you can. Well, I mean, you can do that pretty much everywhere. Yeah, pretty but, much but, everywhere. But I mean, like, it's a very normal thing in the UK. They have bookies on every corner. It's in the yeah. streets, so like it's very it's very normalized in society. They accept there's always going to be a subsection of the population who, you know, do they gamble too much. There's going to be a percentage that gamble a little, and there's going to be a percentage that gamble a ton. And the percentage that gambles a ton is very small right. because guess what? Those people always figure out a way to gamble, whether right. or not you give them this legal venue to do it or Sounds not. Sounds like something else I I know, like yeah. drugs, yeah, and other things, right? Like no matter what you do. You know, people are going to do it. There's a few people that just have that type of frame of mind, neurochemistry, whatever it is, where, you know, addictive personality, who knows, they're going to push that to a bad level. Of course. You know, they're not going to recognize when it's a problem. But you can't really stop those people from doing that. It's interesting to me, though, because they've got no problem with you spending all your money on Beanie Babies. You took all your life savings. You went down, you bought $100,000 in Beanie Babies, let's say. No one would stop you. No one would say this is like a crisis. We need to make Beanie Babies like illegal and stop people from buying them. So they're okay with you wasting all your money on that. That has quantitative and qualitative value to them. But like you said, if you took your money and said, I'm going to put $100,000 on red, people would be like, you're crazy. Right. You know, you, should, you shouldn't be allowed to do that. Is it because it's such an instantaneous gratification? Like because like you – are putting the wager right there and you could lose it all in a split second is it because like there's no like amortization gambling's a very like adrenaline junkie fueled thing anyone said i'm a poker player personally well, I mean, like, so I, I can appreciate what it's like i mean pokers typically they describe it doyle brunson best as hours of boredom with moments of sheer terror because you wait so long for good spots you're not really playing every hand you play only a few hands every hour and maybe one's a big hand a lot of them are small hands so when that big hand comes up you know the contrast is it's very juxtaposition is jarring right you know it throws you for a crazy crazy loop so that gives you a ton of adrenaline because you're waiting and waiting and wait and then boom it hits you and when you're on a rush you're getting all these booms 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 things are going good and then you're losing and it's ah now, now the adrenaline's going down, and you, you know you've got a lot of emotions. It's an emotional roller coaster. That's pretty much any any game of chance. You know you're talking about is that it's you're getting these stock market. Yeah, your money's going up and down in your brain and your head, and you, you feel emotionally connected to it. It's very adrenaline fueled, and that's very addictive. You know what it's releasing in your brain, dopamine and things like that. Mm-hmm. Very, very addictive. Right, right. But that's what I'm saying. Is it is it because there's such a gratification of like. That, that you're walking that razor's edge of losing everything right away. Is that what the problem is with people when they talk about why certain things are illegal and certain things are not? You know, um, it, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why, why would you allow um, you to have you know, investment and watch it mature and growth over time? Is it because the idea is, is that we are perpetually in a growth paradigm like you know that we've talked about before and so it's just the assumption that that all these businesses are going to grow and you're going to make money so all of a sudden that's safe pretty much you know there's definitely a veil of falsehood about it you know by investing in the stock market or doing this or that like they're safe investments well like you're inherently improving society by doing that with your money where we know from like 
dozens of examples of corporate raiders that liquidating companies was you know very niche in the late 1980s you know that was a model in the stock market was find a company and see if that it would fucking be asshole Richard Gere that's what he did Michael Douglas Richard Gere all, yeah. all, all of them apparently right pirates <laughs> and then he freaking went and married a hooker so <laughs> you know why do you think it's okay to you know spend money on objects that have no value but if you risk that same money some people have a problem with it and they've got no problem with you like buying a bunch of garbage food or a no. block of wood or this or that but if you like gamble like you know I get two blocks of wood or none on this coin flip they'd have a problem with that well the whole other thing is is like what's it what's it to them who gives a damn like that's like in this article it said that there was an economic burden or some crazy thing like that is what's the attorney general of New York Eric Schneiderman that's what uh, that he said that it was uh, you know that, that that this gambling was 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 an economic uh, you know burden on the uh, on on New York or on the people that that play it or something like this I'm sure people have lost a lot of money yeah but people I, I like guarantee. you said people blow money all the time. And well, it's like, hey, if they weren't giving it to DraftKings or FanDuel, they'd be giving it to somebody else. They'd be giving it to somebody else, exactly. Sure. So what's the difference? If these are incorporated businesses that are paying their taxes and doing everything through legal channels, I'm all for freedom, you know, and personal responsibility. It's up to you to decide what to do with your money and how to invest it responsibly. I'm not the one to tell you to do it. Right. You know, under threat of, like, jail or something like that. This is how you should have to invest your money, A, B, or C. Don't yeah, I mean, we definitely need to, like, shift the burden of responsibility back onto the people, the individual. Like, you know, we can't regulate all these things. And then, you know, people are going to do what they're going to do. They're either going to do it with the bookie and run numbers like the mafia or they're going to play Powerball. <laughs> you know, did they did, – did, did, was that the whole idea of the, of the lottery in general? Is they like, you know what, man, these, these mafiosos, they got, they got something here. And uh, we can make a lot of money if we just uh, go ahead and, and, and legalize it and, and run it. And we'll give some of it to schools so it'll be cool. And we'll build roads with it so it'll be cool. And we'll keep some of it and we'll give us some big pensions too. Don't get me wrong. Don't, 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 don't worry about that. But, you know, ultimately we need to make this, uh, we need to make this on the up and up so that we can we can go ahead and, uh, and, and and make some money from it. You're making some excellent points there because I remember reading about this that you know one of the big pushes for state lotteries that politicians typically use is that it's going to increase the uh, it's going to increase the uh, education budget, but it never ends up increasing it. It ends up just replacing other spending cuts. Mm -hmm. So they cut spending in other areas and they use that state lottery money to replace those spending cuts. But the pitch behind the lottery is like, oh, we're going to use this for better schools and this and that. It's like, no, it just ends up being used because, like, you didn't have it money for something you already needed money for. Right. So it just becomes this, like, backup slush fund mm -hmm. for the state. And we're all, we're all cool with that. I've got no problem. If people want to play the lottery, I buy lottery tickets every now and then. Like, yeah, you know? it's like $500 million. Yeah, it's like, yeah, your chances of winning are still the chances, better chances of getting, like, eaten by a shark and struck by lightning at the same time. Damn, you that know? would suck. It would be a bad day. 
Yeah, you know, it's like the opposite of winning like the lottery. Like from both ends. Opposite of winning the lottery. Yeah, opposite of winning the lottery. <laughs> Rever- reverse lottery. Oh, shit. You know, but the odds of that are pretty pretty unlikely, so I'm just saying. Yeah, I yeah. doubt either of those are going to happen to you in this lifetime, Matt. For sure, for sure. You know? You know, I, I just want to, you know, again, I think that we hit on some good things about the, the fact that it's about personal responsibility. And the fact that they decided to go after these companies uh, for providing a need seems a little ridiculous to me. I thought that we were kind of past that already. But, you know, we went through this a little bit a couple years ago, right? Um, PokerStars.net. Uh, oh, yeah. The, other online the, gambling the, sites. The poker thing was very, very uh, similar. Right. And now there is some uh, legalized poker. You can do it in Nevada, okay. I think. But, like, you can only play other people in Nevada. Uh, so not a lot of people want to do it. All the big online players play in Europe because it's legal to play in Europe. So they live in like Monte Carlo or gotcha. the UK or places like that where right. you can play online poker for a living. Interesting. It's interesting that you're playing in this big casino in the sky somewhere or whatever's going on. Like, and you can't play in certain parts of the globe, but you can play in other parts of the globe, and like you're really only meeting in this like virtual space. So there's I'm, no real like how, how do you have jurisdiction? It's just because you're physically in one location and another. It seems so absurd to me, right? You're just on a different. You're just in a different coordinates on the freaking globe, and all of a sudden you can't do something. I mean, you want you want to take steps in the far. That's well, okay for you over there because you live in that imaginary border that we drew, but not okay for you over here because you live in this imaginary border that we drew, and you're governed by these people. And they say, not for you, okay for you, not for you, whatever. You know, monkeys telling monkeys what to do. Right? We see it all day, walking down the street. I actually look at people all the time when they're eating, and I'm like, some weird shit. Like, we're like weird. Is that what I look like? Is that what? Uh, uh, I hope not. I hope I look like that guy instead of that guy. And that guy does not look like he knows what he's doing with that fork. Right, exactly. Uh. Exactly. <laughs> No, but uh, but gambling, man. I mean, like seriously, like why, why? And here's the other thing: it is so prolific across the country now. With every tribe has a has a reservation casino. I mean, there are things that pop up hey, that's like a, in the middle of the city, and they're like, "It's our, it's our, it's a reservation, and we're putting a casino here, and it's in the middle of the city." You're like, "What?" America- These grant new reservations are like, "We're just gonna make that block as a reservation." For XYZ Indians. America only knows one way to say sorry. You know, we, we, we murdered, like, you and your family. Here's some money. A lot of money. Here, here's the... You, you, we're, um, that's not good enough? How about here's a money... You have the license to print money. Right. Is, is that good enough? Right. If we, if we can't give you enough money, we'll give you the ability to make as much money as you want. Yeah, and I heard that that's not a good hold, uh, good thing either. I heard that a lot of that money doesn't even really trickle down to the uh, to people who need it in the nations. Yeah, you mean like like the actual tribe? Yeah, yeah, like the actual people that live in like eastern, no, they, they, western New Mexico. They are not getting the casino money like Saudi nationals are getting the oil money. <laughs> it is a very false equivalency between the two. Right, right. Yeah, so I mean that that's, that's an interesting – but that's what I'm saying. So how do you, again, discriminate between one or the other? How does a physical place that you go to and you play cards and you do this and that, you spin wheels or you freaking throw a marble in a freaking spinning wheel and different than if I want to watch sports and go on my computer and sit there and pick some players and watch a game and hope in the hell that my players that I picked did really well? Yeah. There's horse tracks. I mean, there's one right up the freaking street. I, is that a game of chance? I mean, 
You know, you I don't know, know, man. It's just so convoluted. All the laws. I mean, like it's like it's crazy to me that you have like on one side, like it's okay, you can do this, like you can drink beer, but you can't do this. Like you can, you know, get fucked up this way, but don't get fucked up that way. Or you can gamble this way and lose all your money, or you can gamble that way and we're gonna put you in jail. Or <laughs> don't forget, Matt. This is very new, new nation in some regards. You know, we've only been around for not even three hundred years. You know, two hundred something odd years. So. In that regard, we're a very puritanical culture. In that regard, you know, we were founded. People forget we, were, even though we we're trying to get free, we wanted to be like free to be like our own type of Puritans. Right. In that regard, so there's this concept of the slippery slope that's always been pitched, where the culturally accepted things like drinking, we're like, well, we have, we're never going to get rid of that, even about that time we tried to and it didn't work out. Right. But we're never going to get rid of that, but we can't allow anything else because you know, like we already have enough bad stuff. Right. Even though anything we say no to, everyone does anyways, and we just throw some people in jail for it. Well, prohibition, I mean, the, the outcome of prohibition was exactly uh, that reason, right? So what what prospered during prohibition? G- gambling is one of those, Organized like, crime. gambling is one of those victimless crimes where, like, the victim is, like, the person participating in it. And it's like, you're telling that person they're a victim. Like, they might be a victim, but... Uh, somebody else might be pissed off and be like, I'm not a victim. I'm not addicted. I lost like 20 bucks this year playing DraftKings. So what? Yeah, I'm just having a good time. You know? like, like I'm not a victim of anything. Like if, if I went to a casino and I played $20 on a hand of blackjack and lost that, would I be a victim and you're going to shut the casino down and give me my money back? Right. I don't think so. It's not like these companies are out there preying on people. Like people are in their own will like going they, and playing this game. It's just like a question of like and that would be the moral authority argument, you know, you're creating these avenues for people to make those mistakes. If those avenues aren't available, people are less apt to make those mistakes. Which is probably right. true. It's like if drugs aren't available at all, will people be less likely to use them? I'd probably argue yes, slightly. Of course. If they're you know, like uh, drugs were like liquor stores, they were on every corner. And, you know, they had everything available at every one, like heroin like was available at, like, liquor stores, like beer is. Yes, that would probably not be good. You know? like I, That's I, not a good idea. That's not really the model of heroin distribution that's been done in other countries when they legalized it and they had, like, state-run facilities to, like, treat people. Right. A little different model. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So, like, I don't necessarily think that would yeah, be the model. Yeah, I don't model. think that you should go get some black tar or something like yeah. that at the liquor store. So, like, the, there... Like, I'd like that bottle of Grey Goose, please, and that. But there is some truth in that argument if you want to play like devil's, you know, devil's advocate, so to speak. I mean, like, there is some truth to it that when you make gambling more normalized and regularized, you're creating that situation where more people are going to piss away their money gambling. Yeah, but what we're saying... But, but like, I, I'm, I'm saying I'm totally cool with that. Because that exactly. Because, because that's, rea- gonna, that's like, reality, man. That's reality. They're going to piss their money away on and something. And some of them are going to piss it away to the extent where they lose everything, and some of them are. I think most of them, if they didn't piss it away on, you know, fan- the people who did, if fantasy sports is okay, and let's say, like, you know, 10,000 people piss away their life savings on it, I'd say 9,000 of those were going to piss it away on something. Yeah. In that same period of time. Right. But So now it's like that extra thousand. So, yeah. Should those extra thousand people not being allowed to like make this mistake through a fault completely based on their own ruin everybody else's decision making? Right. Because if you're gonna apply it to this one thing, you can apply it to everything. Why couldn't you apply this to the stock market? You could apply it to pretty much anything where it's like you don't know the set value. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not doing anything that has a qualitative outcome. Right. You know? I pay this much money, I'm gonna get this much money back. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty tough bet to get unless you're a loan shark. 
Oh yeah, it's impossible. The only the only people who do that are banks and loan sharks. But you can't even do that in life. And even and even loan sharks don't always get their money back. Sometimes they get to take kneecaps. Right. Right. Sometimes the bank doesn't get their money back. They gotta they gotta basically put you into bankruptcy. Yeah. Or close on your house. Yeah. They don't get their money back, but they take you out just like the the bookie takes you out. Exactly. But even they don't get their money back sometimes. Mm -hmm. So there are no guarantees. Right. And those are supposed to be the guarantees, the, the safest bets possible, right? When uh -huh. a bank gives you a loan, like a bank loan. Right. Buy real estate. Yeah. yeah. It's a safe bet. Right. Yeah, well, the loan on it's safe. I don't know about your investment. Right, exactly. Well, that's what I'm getting at, right? So you have a 30-year freaking bet. You know, you owe the bank 400 grand, and then the, the stock market drops 50%, and you owe more on the house than it's worth. So who wins on that? Well, technically the bank until you go bankrupt and can't pay them. Right. Then it's a loss. Exactly. But they have a way to loophole it and, you know, write that off on the balance sheet. Without question. Without so question. they are the ultimate winner. No doubt. No doubt. So what else you got on this top, Dev? Well, like you would say, Matt, gambling. Gambling. <laughs> now I'm I'm pretty pretty uh well uh, thought out on this topic in that regard. Uh, you know, I'm always come from a libertarian perspective on this sort of thing where you would need to give people economic freedom to make decisions they want to make with their money. Yep. You know, if you're not impactfully harming anyone else, you know, you're making yourself a victim. That's like a drug crime, right? You know, we're, we're letting you smoke pot. We're letting you make yourself a victim. It's like, yeah, well, that's my choice. I want to be a victim. Yeah. And you I know, mean, like, that, like that, 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 like, that basically the libertarian argument is in that regard is that, you know, this is a freedom of somebody's choice to make that. If we're going to let you eat bad food and drink poison, a.k.a. alcohol, why should we not give you the freedom to do other things? Like, we shouldn't be the moral nanny on well, what you do with yourself and your New money. New York did ban oversized soft drinks as well. So, so clearly New York is no longer obese. Yeah, and right MMA. So they have a history of uh, culinary some... culinary unions, bro. Yeah, culinary unions. Tell you about that. Yeah, has to Vegas. It's crazy. No, it's nuts. But yeah, but you know, so I agree. I, I'm I'm with you. I think the burden of responsibility needs to be placed on on the individuals, and um, nobody should really be able to tell you what you do with your money if you're not uh, if you're not directly directly harming somebody else uh, you know what you do with yourself the fact of the matter is like you said people are going to piss away their money anyway it's going to be on something either it's going to be on junk food or video games or some or i don't know uh webcam girls <laughs> whatever dude you know um it, you don't know and so why ruin it for the masses to play this game and they think it's fun that there's a whole infrastructure built around fantasy sports there's an entire infrastructure built around I, I built think it's, around I, think it's I think it's genius with DraftKings and FanDuel that when they first came out and, I think it is and they were small and people few of my friends were like oh this stuff's weak I, I was like this is going to be the biggest thing like associated with sports until they like try to basically make it illegal. Well, listen, because because now it's completely normalized though. Like anybody who has no like idea what gambling on sports is, they know they've done fantasy leagues before, and they're like, oh no, we're just doing it for five bucks, for ten bucks. Right. And no the whole deal. thing is, is the whole reason why I don't play fantasy sports anymore is because it's a whole damn season, and halfway through the season, I'm like, ah, oh, you know, and then at the end of the season, I'm like, oh, you know, I really don't want to be playing this anymore, but I still play. And, you know, so now you can just go and be like, I'm going to play today. <laughs> hey, if I'm going to if I'm gonna make bets, I'm going to bet the old school way, man. Pick a team, take a, take, take the over, take the under, oh, just, yeah, just well, make a real bet, okay? You don't need this crazy, like, I'm going to pick a, you know, random group of dudes 
in weird matchups and hope that like my wide receiver doesn't get injured and right. his defense gives right. up a touchdown and this get out of here just pick 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 the skins with the points or something i don't right. know right exactly like, heck yeah well yeah for sure you just drive down the caliente place your bet come back home Bovada, bro. Boom. Bovada.lv. Thank you, Mexico. It's in Latvia. Don't uh, tell me d- they never brought me anything. Dot LV. Through gambling. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again for uh, for coming over, Matt. Do you have any uh, closing thoughts on this idea? No, I just think that uh, people should stay in their lane. And uh, the fact of the matter is, if somebody's doing something, having a good time, and uh, it's not harming anybody else directly, then you should let them do it. Especially if it's their own money, hard-earned money, and they're just placing bets on some fantasy game built on a, some kind of mathematical model. Amen to that, brother. I'm with you 100%. Thanks again for listening, everybody. We'll be back again with you soon, hopefully. Boom.